everyone, and welcome to another episode of Waynesboro at Work. I'm your host, Brooke Anderson, and this is a podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs to learn more about the origin stories of their business, the passion that they have for their work, and a little bit of everything in between. Today, I'm really excited to have Lee Megalis with me, who is the owner of Shenandoah Hemp Supply. He is also an EEG technician at UVA. So Lee, thank you so much for joining me. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I was really excited um, for this interview and I was doing um, some research about um, you and Shenandoah Hemp Supply and you guys have um, both hemp products and CBD products. Um, you are a family-owned business. Um, you locally source from local farmers, um, and you have a variety of products. So that's a lot to dig into. So what I want to kind of start with are some of the basics. So when you say um, you have hemp products, what exactly is hemp, and what kind of products are you um, providing from hemp? So... Hemp is one of the two major branches of the cannabis family. Uh, it is the, the branch that uh, I think is, is ultimately going to be most beneficial to humanity. Uh, there's, the, there's the marijuana side, and then there's the hemp side. Hemp is very low in THC, but it's very high in CBD. Uh, these are both molecules that are found inside of the juices of the plant. Uh, hemp plants tend to grow really tall, really fast. So... Uh, they go from being little tiny sprouts coming out of the ground to big eight, 10 foot tall, uh, almost like bamboo like uh, trees coming up out of the ground that are, that are very hard and very strong uh, and, and half, half of the amount of growing time that it takes to grow a corn, a corn plant to maturity. Okay. So uh, basically you can take that plant and you can do a lot with it with a fibrous plant of that strength uh, that can grow that quickly. There's a lot of really interesting options uh, that it can be used to, in place of, of, of wood pulp, in place of cotton, in place of a lot of different uh, industrial materials that are commonly used today. So I noticed on the website, you know, when we talk about the hemp products, there's everything from chapstick to cornhole bags, tote bags, a little bit of everything. And part of what makes all of that possible is that this is such a fast-growing, like, renewable resource. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we really tried to showcase all of the different aspects of the hemp plant in our store. That was kind of from the very inception. One of our main goals was that when people came into our store, that it wasn't just going to be uh, a bunch of different types of CBD supplements, but it was going to be hemp paper, hemp textiles, and food products. I mean, really show the customer as they walk through our store, the full journey, the full understanding of how uh, versatile and how beneficial this plan is going to be to our, our country in the future. Right. And so then, so you have the hemp side and then we have the CBD side. So explain to people exactly what CBD is. So uh, CBD is one of many molecules. There's about 50 molecules of relevance that are found in the juices of the hemp plant. Uh, when you harvest those juices, the very first molecule I think that most people are probably pretty familiar with is THC. 
Uh, that's the molecule that's that's responsible for the uh, psychedelic effects uh, of the, the, the cannabis plant. Uh, the next, and I think most medically relevant molecule is the CBD molecule. Uh, over the last 10 years or so, a lot of energy and a lot of resources have been put into researching this molecule. And there's a lot of very viable medical research out right now that has shown it to be a very powerful anti-inflammatory molecule at its core uh, that can be used in place of some other methods for treating inflammation that kind of cuts out a lot of the side effects that folks are used to having to deal with uh, in, when exploring other routes. Um, it's, it's something that, that can come, come from a natural source. It's something that your body can tolerate very well. And uh, you know, I think we're gonna be seeing a lot more of this in the future. So what sort of things are people using CBD to treat or alleviate? Oh, yeah, so like I said, it's a, it's a powerful uh, anti-inflammatory agent. So uh, inflammation can manifest in a person's body in so many different ways, whether that be arthritis, gastrointestinal issues, eczema, uh, chronic pain, mm -hmm. stress, anxiety, all of these can be manifested. I mean, and there's, and there's plenty more gum, gum issues in your teeth uh, mm -hmm. that can manifest from, from chronic uh, inflammation in the body. Um, and so when people see CBD and they see that it's fixing all of these things and it sounds like some sort of magical silver bullet that just makes everything better, what it is is that people are suffering from inflammation. A lot of people in this country are suffering from it and it looks, a lot of, it looks different in a lot of different folks. And uh, if they can take something that can naturally reduce that inflammation, then those, those symptoms are going to start to decrease. Uh, and that can buy them some time to actually figure out what is causing their inflammation in the first place, be that like uh, lack of activity, maybe too much stress, not a very good diet. You know, if you can reduce your symptoms, then you can sort of address the problem and you might be able to dig yourself out of a, a hole that you don't want to be in. Uh, right. And you tell um, a, a kind of um, endearing story about your wife's first encounter with CBD. Um, tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, so my wife would say what got her into this industry is that we have uh, an 18 year old dog. He's a really good boy. He's been through, been through a lot. And he's, uh, he was the first person in our family to, to try CBD and, and it's, it's extended his life considerably. Uh, he's, he has his days now where, you know, he's excited to take his CBD. He knows what's coming and, uh, he'll, he'll, you know, waddle over and we'll give him his little, his little CBD dose. And then, you know, it's off to the races. Uh, I don't know what his, his, uh, what, what his life would be like right now if it weren't for those supplements, but he's, he's benefited greatly from it. And, uh, and that's just from the pet, pet perspective that that side of it is another side of it that a lot of folks don't think about, but that these, uh, him products have a, have a whole another avenue of, uh, things that they can benefit in the, in the pet industry. So, yeah. Right. So from people to pets, these products can be beneficial. Of course, when you go and explore the topic um, online, for instance, there are a lot of different bits and pieces of information and, and some misconceptions out there. So I wanted to run a few of those by you to get your take. Um, some of the common things you, you hear about, um, about CBD. So one of the things, or one of the big questions people have is, is CBD going to get me quote unquote high? 
No. No, it will not. Uh, so THC is going to be the molecule that's going to be responsible for that little piece of the puzzle. Uh, and when you remove THC out of the equation, or at least when you remove the majority of the THC out of the equation, then that sort of dissipates. Um, the, uh, the THC molecule binds with a receptor in your body called the CB1 receptor. There are molecules that our bodies make that are called uh, endocannabinoids. All of these, all of these products, the, the THC, the CBD, uh, there, there are lots of others that come from the plant. We call those cannabinoids that come from a plant. Our bodies make mirror molecules that look almost exactly like those, and they're called endocannabinoids that they come from inside of us. Uh, that The THC mirrors a molecule that fits into these, they call them CB1 receptors on the neuron that produce uh, a neurotransmitter rush uh, that can cause that euphoric feeling. But CBD does not fit into those CB1 receptors, so it doesn't cause that, that feeling to happen. But what it can do is it can allow those, uh, those receptors to upregulate or downregulate the amount of those uh, neurotransmitters that are, re that are released, meaning that it can also, that it can actually allow you to, instead of feeling that uh, out of control euphoric feeling, you end up feeling a more focused, uh, concise, relaxed feeling. Uh, it can allow you to sort of, sort of calm down a lot of the clutter and commotion that might be going on and just sort of focus in on one thing. And that's been a pretty common experience that a lot of folks who tried CBD have reported. Got you. And then you, there is some sort of regulation about how much THC can actually be in a, in a CBD product. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so the 2018 Farm Bill allows for up to 0.3% THC uh, to be contained in any commercially sold uh, product in the state of Virginia. So uh, all of our products would contain up to, but no more than 0.3% THC, which in, in, at the end of the day is a very, very small amount of THC. Gotcha. And one of the other things um, that people often have questions about is if I take a CBD product, am I going to test po positive for THC? Is that possible? And tell me a little bit about how that works when you're choosing among CBD products. So uh, that's a really good question for someone to be asking when they're exploring these types of products. Uh, I would say if you're someone who is subject to drug testing for whatever reason, that your best bet is going to be steer clear of anything that contains THC. Now in our store, and just about anywhere you're gonna go, you're gonna run into two terms that are used pretty ubiquitous, ubiquitous, that are used a lot throughout the industry. <laughs> but uh, they, they're full spectrum and broad spectrum. Uh, a full spectrum product means that it contains all of the molecules that are, that are naturally produced inside of that hemp juice, uh, THC included. Now, obviously to be sold in Virginia, it's gonna be a very small amount of THC, but there's gonna be some in those full spectrum products. A broad spectrum product is gonna be all of the molecules that are included in that hemp plant minus the THC. So it's just a fancy way of saying broad spectrum means no THC. If you find a broad spectrum product, then and you're, and you're subject to drug testing, you're gonna be in a much safer position than by taking a product that does contain THC uh, you know, there, there's really no, no tool for calculating exactly how long each individual person may take to process any amount of, of THC. So you're always going to be playing that guessing game, that waiting game that I, I don't think you want to be in the middle of that situation. If your job is going to be drug testing, you, you're safer to just steer clear of it. You can get essentially just as good of, of results from taking a broad spectrum product and, uh, and just enjoy it and not have to worry about that added stress level that you would have from taking something that may potentially cause you some uh, pretty serious consequences down the road.
Right, right. That's a really important distinction for people to know. So the third thing that um, people often have questions about is, is CBD addictive? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's, it's uh, essentially it's the opposite of addictive. Uh, it, there's been a lot of research surrounding the use of CBD for people who are trying to uh, overcome addiction. And it's been found to be a very powerful tool actually for uh, su suppressing cravings and trying to uh, just, just navigate, uh, a, a, you know, overcoming of addiction, uh, particularly opioid addiction. There's been a lot of research on that. I mean, you can, you can look that up, just go to Google and type in CBD research on opioid addiction or, or addiction, and you'll just see you know, lists of, of research articles where they've, uh, been able to successfully use it as a tool for helping folks combat the, the issues, the, the withdrawals that they're going to go through when they're, uh, when they're battling with addiction. Right, right. So I imagine that a lot of people um, maybe come to you with these types of questions. And what is the experience like when someone is coming to one of your stores? Um, and maybe how is it different than what people may picture like an experience being at like a vape shop, for instance? How is the Shenandoah hemp supply experience different than that? Yeah, so um, we've actually tried really hard to distinguish ourselves as as a different brand of, of retailer from a vape shop, just because, uh, you know, I feel like there's there's escapism and then there's medic medication, and we really try to provide uh, we're, we're trying to provide supplementation for folks who are serious about trying to to be healthier people and be better people in the next 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 day when they wake up. Um, we, I always say I like to try to make our store the kind of store that my grandmother would be comfortable coming and shopping in. Uh, and, and our target audience, a lot of the people that come to our stores have been uh, folks that are, that are over 40, you know, over 50, who are dealing with arthritis, who are dealing with chronic pain, who are dealing with, you know, all sorts of stuff. And even, even folks who are dealing with, with opioid uh, recovery because of the fact that they went an alternative route to try to treat their chronic pain. And now they find mm -hmm. themselves in a situation where they don't want to take those kinds of medications anymore and they want to try something different. Mm -hmm. So um, I want them to feel comfortable coming into our store, having a safe space where they can ask the questions that they want to ask, where we can take as much time as we need to, to slowly cover everything. Uh, you know, some people are pretty savvy and they come in there and they have questions where even I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to sit down and do a little bit of research to really answer your question to the extent that I'd like to answer it. And some people come in and it's, and it's literally like, you know, is this going to get me high or, you know, and it's like the very basic question where all of those questions are welcomed at our store. And we're happy to, to start out at, will this get me high and take you all the way to CB1, you know, receptors, like however far and deep into it you want to get. Uh, and another thing is that we've gone to great lengths in our store to train all of our employees who work there uh, using, uh, I have like a, a list of, of books that read when they start out in there. And they, they're all people who are excited to be in this industry. So it's not like I have to force any of these people to, they, they are excited to read these books. They want to learn this stuff. And then they take a, a certification test too. It's a accredited certification test. So anybody that you talk to when you walk into a Shenandoah Hem Supply is going to be able to answer your questions. They're going to be able to take very complex subject matter and break it down into material that's easily digestible for anybody of any any level of understanding who comes into our stores. And I think that that's something unique that a lot of places aren't, aren't able to offer at this point. 
Right. So it sounds like, you know, whether you have never tried a CBD product before and you're interested in trying one, or you have, you know, maybe tried CBD several different times, but have more complex questions, you can, you can go to Shenandoah Hemp Supply and really have um, it approached more on like a medical level than, than um, like you said, more of a recreational level. So that's great. Um, so now I want to, now that you've given us a good solid educational foundation um, for, for all of this, I wanna dive a little bit into your personal journey. And um, I, would, I wanted you to share the story about what kind of sparked the idea for Shenandoah Hemp Supply. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've been working uh, for quite some time in uh, the neurology department at UVA, uh, predominantly working with folks that have uh, epilepsy in their, their epilepsy monitoring unit and, uh, to various different capacities. But over the years, even before the passing of the 2018 Farm Bill, I would notice that, you know, some patients would come in and they'd tell their stories about their experiences with cannabis and how it seemed to be helping with the number of seizures they were having every day. And as time progressed, this became a more and more common motif that I was seeing amongst these patients uh, to the point where, you know, I eventually was just like, I need to research this. I need to figure out like what kind of actual studies have been done on this. What are they finding on a molecular level? What are they finding on a physiological level? Like, why is it that this seems to be working? This can't just be, you know, you would assume the first couple of times you hear the story, I was just some old salt and his placebo effect story about how this just seems to work for him. But after you hear all of these different people from all of these different walks of life, sort of explaining the same sort of, the experience is very similar. Uh, I started digging into it and right about the same time that I was really getting into my own personal research on the topic, uh, the 2018 farm bill was being passed. So uh, kind of created a flood of even more information into the to be available out there for folks who are interested in researching it. But yeah, that's kind of what, kind of what got me initially in, uh, inspired and uh, interested in going into this direction. And the 2018 farm bill um, is kind of what opened the floodgates for people to be able to, you know, be in this industry. Is that right? Yeah. The 2018 farm bill was basically the federal government saying that uh, hemp is now legal to grow in the United States, grow and sell. Yeah, that, that really did open the floodgates, so to say. Right. And so you find yourself, you're kind of in this really interesting situation where the job you're currently in, you're seeing um, kind of this pattern emerging. And then a door opens with the 2018 Farm Bill. And how did you go from kind of the observation you were having to the idea to starting um, the business to actually launching it? Um, you know, it all happened really fast, actually. It was sort of a, a, you can almost say like an interest of mine or a hobby of mine that then became uh, something that became commercially viable very rapidly. And uh, just the fact that I felt like I was somehow caught up in the midst of this really interesting moment in time where this product, was, so there was so much uh, emotion and energy behind its, its legalization was now suddenly legal uh, that uh, I just wanted to be involved in the movement. I wanted to be involved in that, in that space while that was happening and sort of see 
the creation of this whole new industry, uh, particularly an agricultural industry uh, that was viable right here in our in our area, in our own backyards, uh, kind of take shape and, and in my own little way, maybe even be involved in helping to shape it, you know, so it was, it was very exciting to to realize that and then to try to position myself to be uh, as involved in it as I possibly could be. Right. It really, um, you know, at that time was like a new frontier. Um, and you, you know, you find yourself in a very agriculturally rich area. Um, what made Waynesboro in particular the good pla a good place to have your first location? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, we live in Waynesboro. So there was that, that fact uh, that it made it pretty easy to, to get to work every day. Yeah, but, easy commute. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the community, I think, in Waynesboro and in the Shenandoah Valley in general is just a very proud uh, community. I think we're, we're proud of what comes from here. I think we're, we're, we're proud to say that we're from this area. And I think because of that, people tend to want to support what's happening here. I think mm -hmm. that in Waynesboro in particular, I've always noticed that even before I was a business owner in Waynesboro, that there's, there's a large frac uh, faction of people who are just, uh, they, they love to keep track of the local businesses. They love to support the local businesses. They love to spread the information about the local businesses. Uh, and, and uh, you know, we're, we're honored and we're really excited to be a part of that now as business owners. Uh, and, and I think that it's only, I, I've, I've got it too now. It's like, I feel this, mm -hmm. this camaraderie and this need to uh, just express the great things that the city of the city of Waynesboro is willing to do The people that work, you know, the, the uh, people that work for the city that are, that are willing to help us and guide us and give us the guidance that we need, the locals who support us, uh, the other business owners who are, there's no, it's not like a competitive thing. It's like a, it's like a group of people who are all looking out for each other's best interests. And I think that all of that comes from living in an area where we're all just really fortunate and really proud to be from such a great place that it just sort of, uh, it's, it's, it permeates everything we do, you know, and our, and our pride and our excitement to, to share that with the world and to share that with our community. Right. And it's, it's really nice to see the camaraderie among, you know, the business owners, um, because it is quite a journey to go from having an idea to starting a business. So along those lines, where do you think your entrepreneurial spirit came from like one of the questions I always ask is were you a kid with a lemonade stand or what you know were you what were you doing um that or what exposure did you have that you think sparked this entrepreneurial spirit in you uh, yeah I was saying I think that I, I was I started out life as that lemonade stand kid that you're talking about but then the lemonade stand kid got uh in a suit and was you know kind of uh, living a different a different life for a while there and then I think with the passing of 2018 farm bill and this kind of like perfect storm of all these different aspects of my life sort of coinciding this this moment where I was like time to let the lemonade kid back out <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this uh and we're gonna try to do it a little bit different than it's ever been done before so uh I, I think that I, I was fortunate to find myself in a place where there was just so many arrows pointing in the same direction at the same time that I almost couldn't ignore that. Uh, like it's time to, it's time to do something different. And it's a little bit scary to, to start out, but you know, it's time to, time to take that step and to try something different. Right. So one of the things that strikes me about your story is you have sort of these pieces that might seem like they 
don't necessarily go together that have somehow dovetailed very nicely into what you're doing with Shenandoah Hemp Supply. And I think you have one of the most fascinating college majors that I've, I've heard about. <laughs> so tell me more about what you studied in college, which then led you to um, your medical degree, which then led you to an experience with the patients with epilepsy, which then led you to an observation that turned into Shenandoah Hemp Supply. Sure. Uh, so I uh, graduated with a degree from JMU uh, in biological anthropology. It's probably one of the longest names for a degree, <laughs> but really what it is, is it's, it's anthropology, which is kind of the study of the evolution of uh, human beings through the culture of, of human beings. Uh, but it's with an emphasis on the biology aspect of, of our evolution as human beings. So uh, it's kind of like, how has our physiology changed over the years as our society has changed? What forces, what societal forces have led to those uh, biological changes inside of us? Uh, which is, you know, it's very interesting to be now working with, with hemp and with cannabis and trying to uh, look at that through the lens of a biological anthropologist because essentially the the way we live now uh, from a societal standpoint, our bodies are designed to function as hunter and gatherers on the, on the plains, you know, uh, and we're, we're now living in houses with central air and, and can openers and microwaves. And it's just a whole different, a lot of the problems that we experience are from this, this direct, uh, there's a difference between like what we're designed to do and what and how, how we're designed to live and how we live and to then take something that's this time-tested, uh, been used for centuries as, as medicine for human beings, uh, and now re-inject it into society and sort of see some of these benefits that had been forgotten about for over the course of the 80s, that it was, that it was uh, not viable. It's just a, it's an interesting study in anthropology for, for sure. Uh, I think uh, my professors would be, would interested to pick my brain about some of the things that I've come across during this, this time that I've spent working in this industry. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's clearly, uh, like I said, a, a lot of different arrows in my life all pointing me in the direction of, of going into the hemp industry and working in this, in this field. So I'm very fortunate to be here doing what I'm doing. Right. Today. It's, it's very full circle for sure. Um, so, you know, I have this theory that a lot of great ideas kind of die in basements and on living room couches because, you know, people have an idea, but it's one thing to have the idea and then really morph it into a viable um, business. And I think you spoke to something that a lot of people experience where maybe they had an entrepreneurial tendency that kind of got, you know, educated out of them or, you know, you know, life kind of caught up with them and they went a different direction. So what is your best piece of advice um, to people that might be feeling that way? Um, you know, do you have any words of wisdom or encouragement for them? Uh, yeah, I guess it's just that, that that first step is always very scary. Mm -hmm. uh, and but, but right beyond that first step lies some of the most amazing experiences that you'll ever have in your entire life. And I think that the scarier the first step uh, the more potential there is for something amazing to happen after it. So essentially you have to commit to something. You have to find something you're passionate about first, I guess. Then you have to commit to that. And then there's no looking back. It's like getting on a roller coaster. It's like once you're strapped in, 
you know, once you leave the, once you leave the station, you're on the ride and you, there's no turning back. So just pick something that you love, uh, have, have, you know, of course you can have your laundry list of dreams and things, but have no expectations really. Cause life's going to take you in a million different directions, but just don't give up, hang in there. Don't give up and, and, uh, have no fear. Cause I mean, worst case, best case scenario, all your wildest dreams come true. Worst case scenario, you learn some very valuable lessons and you're, you're just a better person for having, having tried something different and done something new. So just, just lock yourself in, forget about the fear and go for it. Right. Right. Good advice. Good advice. So, um, another thing I want to ask about, um, is, you know, you're going along as a business owner and then, you know, 2020 rolls around and uh, we find ourselves in a pandemic and there's literally no one on the planet that this hasn't impacted in some form or fashion. And certainly um, entrepreneurs, small business owners have been heavily impacted. So what um, has the experience dealing with COVID-19 been like um, for you there at Shenandoah Hemp Supply? Uh, yeah, this has been a an interesting year. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, there, there have been a lot of obstacles this year. Um, we've always strived to, to 100% comply with all of their, their recommendations, uh, from a, from a health uh, safety standpoint. Um, and we've always tried to do it from a perspective of, uh, inclusion and, uh, wanting to uh, continue that vibe of like, this is a safe space where everyone's welcome. But, you know, here's a few simple guidelines. If you can follow these, you know, then, then we're all here to, to learn and to, and to grow together. Uh, and, and ultimately, you know, our place is a place of wellness. So we want to keep it that way. We got, we got, we just got to keep it squeaky clean and, and, and keep moving forward and keep uh, folks feeling safe to come in and, and talk to us and, and we obviously take uh, all the precautions that we, that we can to make sure that that, that space is still safe for everyone who comes in there. Um, I think that 2020 has provided us all as entrepreneurs with uh, an amazing opportunity to grow ourselves because of these strange circumstances that we find ourselves in. And I feel like, uh, you have the chops to weather this storm and you have the ability to be creative and to pivot and to reinvent yourself as many times as it takes that you will be amongst a group of people coming out of this who will be essentially poised to be the the entrepreneurs of the next generation you know mm -hmm. to to show people how it will be done uh from here on out uh, and that, that this has been that's essentially the silver lining of all this is that this has been a very unique, but very amazing opportunity to grow and enrich ourselves as entrepreneurs in ways that we never would have just chosen to do of our own accord. So, uh, yeah, we're all going to come out of this much, much stronger and much more versatile. I have a feeling. Very well said. Um, so how can people find out more information about Shenandoah Hemp Supply? Uh, you can visit us at our website. That's uh, www.doahhemp.com. Uh, 
we'd love to have you come visit us at our store. We have a location right there in downtown Waynesboro, just down from the post office on Wayne Avenue, uh, where we just opened a location in Lexington on Washington Street in Lexington. And then we also have a, a space in the Agora Market in downtown Harrisonburg, right across from the library up there. So if you live in the Shenandoah Valley, odds are we're probably just a stone's throw away from wherever you are. Come on in, talk to us. Uh, our employees are very well versed. They can answer any questions. There's a good chance that I or my, my wife might be there. We can we'd be happy to talk to you and answer any of your questions. Uh, literally, this is our passion and, and having folks come in and uh, express wanting to learn more about it is what it's all about. We just want to move this industry forward. We want to dispel a lot of the misconceptions that exist out there. And we want to provide uh, people with, you know, it doesn't do anybody any good if folks are, are getting some knockoff, you know, internet cheap version of the stuff that we're trying to promote and say, this is going to help you. And they try it and it does nothing for them. Like we want them to get the highest quality possible correct dosing in their system as they possibly can. And then they'll, you know, tell their friends, their friends will tell their friends. It, it benefits everybody to take this to the, to the best degree and to go to the, the people in our community who know the most about it, who are growing the best products and then bring that to the consumers here in the Valley. So that's really what we're, uh, what we're working on. And that's why we would love to have you come and visit us and, and uh, either, you know, you, you can email us, you can come talk to us in person and we'll, we'll be super excited to answer any and all questions. Come try to stump us. Come, come up with the craziest question you can think about. <laughs> I might, I probably won't know the answer, but I would love to hear it. And I would love to go research it and find out the answer for you to it. So yeah, I'll put that out there to the people that are listening to this podcast. Come try to okay. stop. <laughs> I would love that. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Lee, for um, being on the podcast. I know I feel um, better educated about hemp and CBD. Um, and thank you for sharing um, your story. I think it's, it's an inspirational one for entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs to be that are, are listening. So thank you so much for being with me. Thank you. It's, it's been an honor doing this. And uh, thank you all for supporting the, the community and the businesses in our community. We really appreciate it. And, and uh, I think we're, like I said, we're all going to get through these these strange times and we're all going to be a little bit better for having had to, to deal with it and, and reinvent ourselves. So uh, thank you all for, for promoting that sort of a mentality. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And for everybody listening, if you'd like more information, um, make sure you visit the website of Shenandoah Hemp Supply. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast channels. You can find more information about Waynesboro entrepreneurs at Visit Waynesboro, Grow Waynesboro, and Waynesboro Economic Development. And make sure you check out our YouTube channel where we will have the video version of this interview. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back soon with another episode of Waynesboro at Work.